Welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast for Contractors. Get actionable advice and tactics on how to grow your home service company, plus interviews with industry experts dropping value bombs in marketing, sales, and operations. And now, let's power up your home service biz with your host, Mark Ambrose of Battle Plan Marketing. Right. Hello, Home Service Pros. Welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast, episode number 98. Today, we're going to talk about 10 common mistakes people make in their Google Ads setup and management that winds up costing them a ton of money. We'll also have three bonus tips at the end, so stick around for every valuable little morsel. Okay, let's dive in and see if we can help you not only save money, but help your ads perform better and generate more leads. So mistake number one is poor location targeting setup. When you set up your ad campaigns, one of the setup boxes asks for your location and audience targeting. And a lot of people miss this, some key parts of this. So what you'll see is all countries and territories, U.S. and Canada, United States, or enter another location, which is the latter is the one you should be clicking on. So you should be entering another location and entering the city's names and the zip codes that you want to service. You should also have set up your exact city names and or zip codes that you don't want to service, but they border your service area as areas to exclude. So you have locations to include and locations to exclude, and you do want to exclude we recommend, again, all the bordering towns around your service area that you don't service, include them or exclude those, sorry, as areas you don't service, right? You should also, we would even recommend the entire counties of areas near but outside your service area as excluded locations. And then even all of the other states, so all 49 other states or wherever, whatever states you're not doing business in. I would recommend you exclude the entire states, all 49 of them or whatever your service area is, right? Next important step in location setup is the target option. So just underneath where you name all these cities, then there's another option below that called target. And you click on that and you'll have three options. So it'll be option one is presence or interest. This is people in, regularly in or who have shown an interest in your targeted location. And in parentheses, it'll say recommended by Google. And a lot of people will click on this. This is the wrong option. You don't want people who are shown an interest in your service area locations. You want people, you want the second option, which is presence, which is defined as people in or regularly in your targeted locations. Okay, so option two, the middle one, that's the one you want to choose because you only want clicks from people in your service area, not people who are interested in your service area, which is what option one allows for. The last option, option three, is search interest. That's for people searching for your targeted location, and you don't want that either. So go back and check every one of your ad campaigns. I can almost guarantee you that you're going to have probably option one selected there because it's recommended, quote unquote, by Google. Google wants clicks and money. Remember that, right? So you're all about your campaign, making them work for the least amount of money possible. So you want people only in your area. Okay. So make sure each campaign 
is so you click on settings, you go into a campaign, click on settings on the left side, then location, then location options, and make sure you're using the middle one. Okay. Mistake number two, not tracking conversions properly for each campaign and potentially each ad group or ad. So you're in the service business, so we'll assume that all of your ad campaigns are designed to generate leads, right? Not website clicks or impressions. We're not in the branding business. We're in the lead generation business, or at least that's what you want from your ads, your Google search ads. So if you're not tracking how many leads you get from each ad and each ad campaign, then how do you know if that ad campaign is performing for you or not? Is it worth continuing to spend money on or not, right? The answer is you can't know unless you're tracking. So you need this info not only to decide whether or not to keep spending money on a campaign, but also to test two similar campaigns or ads against each other with different landing pages, calls to action, headlines, button colors, and more. See which one wins, right? So you go to settings, measurement, conversions, and you set up conversion goals for phone calls, form submissions, email address clicks, digital downloads, if it's an opt-in to get a coupon or something like that on the landing page, or any other conversions that you need to track. Follow the instructions on how to install the tracking code on your site. You can use right on your site or you can use Google Tag Man. So again, we recommend don't run ads without tracking conversions. You're just shooting blind and wasting money, right? And on the landing page, you should have forms, and then those forms, once they submit, should take them to a custom thank you page. So you can you know when somebody hits that thank you page, they filled out a form, that's a conversion. Right? So you set that up properly. Never run ads without tracking conversions. You're just throwing money away, more than likely. Okay, mistake number three, not using click fraud protection. Right? So your competitors are clicking on your ads, and they're costing you money. Right? And if you're in a largely populated area with a lot of competitors, you can bet your bottom dollar that this can amount to some serious costs, right? We see it in all of our ad campaigns that we run for all clients pretty much. So the more populated, more competitive your area is, the more likely your competitors are clicking on your ads. There are also click farms and click bots out there that are being a menace to ad campaigns and costing you money. So. You need a third-party tool that connects to your Google Ads account, and it installs rules, such as more than X clicks in a day from the same IP address, then ban that IP address for blank days, weeks, or months. Rule number two, more than X clicks in a week, ban that IP address for X days, weeks, or months. More than X clicks in a month, do the same, so on and so forth, right? So. More than too many clicks in a day, week, or month, then have that IP address banned for a length of time. You'll have to play with that to see what works for your own campaign, your own area, right? So we use ClickGuard to take care of this for ourselves and our clients, and it results in anywhere from 5 to upwards of 30% savings on their monthly ad spend, depending on the area, the population, competition, all those things, right? So we'll leave our affiliate link to ClickGuard in the show notes and description below. There are other tools out there, so do a search for click fraud protection and see what works best for you. Mistake number four, not doing extensive keyword research for each ad campaign, right? 
This probably should be mistake number one because it is so incredibly important, right? So assuming you're a home service company that runs ads to generate leads from people who need or want your service, then narrowing your ads to show up only for keyword phrases that they're going to type in that reflect ready-to-buy intention from that searcher. So for example, let's say you're a plumber and you're setting up an ad campaign to attract water heater repair jobs, right? You would not want to use the words water heater just like that by themselves together because depending on the match type you're using, which we'll get talked about next, then those two words together would show your ad for searches that were not from people looking to repair or replace their water heater. For example, so again, you just put in water heater, but maybe somebody's searching solar hot water heater or water heater blanket or how does a water heater work and so on. Hundreds of different variations, maybe more than that. And none of those searches are from people ready to hire you for a service call. So if your ads are showing to them and some of those people click on your ad, then you're wasting money. And ads in most service businesses, industries, are super expensive, right? So every click counts. So you really have to zero in on the best keyword phrases that apply to your ad campaign that will bring you people that need or want your products and services, right? So in Google Ads, you can and should use their keyword planner tool to input words or website URLs to identify the best keywords to use for your campaigns. You'll also be able to see the average bids and approximate search volume for each of those keywords, though the average bids will actually vary a lot from what you'll see there based on time, day, and competition, right? It's an auction market. So this is where you should spend most of your time when you're preparing to set up your ad campaigns and your ad groups, keywords, or everything. So you can also set up different ad groups within the same campaign that target different keywords in each ad group, plus some of the same keywords at the campaign level. (laughs) That might sound confusing. So here's an example. Let's use that same water heater repair campaign. So you could set up a separate ad group within the same water heater repair campaign. And one is for your traditional water heaters, and the other ad group would target tankless water heater keywords. So the two ad groups would share some of the same water heater keywords, but then also have specific keywords that apply only to tankless for its ad group, right? And you would also set up negative keywords specific to each group, as well as the whole campaign. And we'll talk more about negative keywords in a minute. But first, let's discuss mistake number five, because it's related which is not using proper keyword match types. So Google currently uses three different keyword match types, which play a major role in what related keywords your ads are going to show up for. So those three match types are first, broad match. This is your ads will show up for any keywords that, quote, relate, unquote, to your keyword. In most cases, you will be avoiding broad match. Phrase match, which puts the words in quotations. So broad match is just the word or words, no brackets, no quotes. Phrase match puts the phrase in quotes and adds 
for phrase match will show up for searches that include the meaning of your word. Okay? Not the exact order of the words. They've changed, as it used to be like that, it changed it to include the meaning of your words, of your keywords. And then exact match is put in the straight brackets and ads may show on searches that are the same meaning as your keyword. Okay? The same exact meaning as your keyword. So for the most part, our campaigns, we use phrase match and exact match almost exclusively on our campaigns. Now, broad match can be dangerous and cost you a lot of money, but they can be used when you're targeting audience lists that you've provided and uploaded. So your audience is your own clients. Otherwise, broad match is best reserved for smart bidding campaigns. And even then you have to watch them like a hawk, right? So so smart bidding campaigns are uh, targeted cost per action or CPA or return on ad spend, ROAS, or even maximize conversions that have a target CPA or ROAS, right? These smart bidding campaigns target a cost per lead or return on ad spend instead of a cost per click or maximize the conversions for the budget amount. But be super careful what match types you use, and then watch them like a hawk to see what's working, what's not. They can cost you a lot of money really quick because they're not really targeted to the intent of the buyer. When you're set up on a smart bidding campaign, leaving that totally in Google's hands. So you absolutely positively got to watch that daily if you're in CPA ROAS. Okay, mistake number six is not using an extensive negative keyword list and then building upon it regularly. So Google Ads lets you build a negative keywords list for each ad group or campaign. And this list stops your ad from showing when any of these words or phrases are included in a negative keyword list, right? Otherwise, they would have shown for your ad. For example, let's go back to an example. So let's say we built out that water heater repair ad campaign, and we include the phrase match keyword, quote, water heater repair, end quote, to trigger our ad. Okay, sounds good so far. Well, we would probably want to add some negative keywords that prevent that ad from showing up for terms like water heater repair handyman, how to repair a water heater, RV water heater repair, solar, water heater repair, cheap, water heater repair, so on and so forth, right? So in this example, we would want to add the following keywords to our negative keyword list. How to, quote unquote, RV, handyman, cheap, solar, so on and so forth, right? You get the gist? And you should be building upon this list every time you review your campaigns. Right, and that your negative keyword list actually include hundreds and hundreds of keywords over time. Right, so mistake number seven is not examining the keyword search terms that your ads are showing up for, and doing so at least weekly. So each ad group and campaign will show you the search terms that your ads are showing for. Review the search terms weekly. And add all those that don't apply to your, don't have the right intent to the negative keyword list for that campaign or ad group. And you do this just by clicking on the campaign, then the ad group, then you click on the search terms in the left side menu under keywords. 
and then review all of these one by one and add, you can do two things here. So you can add the great keywords that you somehow missed as keywords to show your ads up for, and then you can add the bad keywords, which have zero buyer's intent, to the negative keyword list for that ad group or campaign by clicking on it and then the menu item just add to negative keyword list, right? So this single act alone, done regularly, can will, not can, will save you a small fortune by removing your ads from searches and clicks that won't ever convert into leads. Okay, mistake number eight, not setting an ad schedule that aligns with your open hours or your ability to answer the phone, right? So we've seen this in the past. People are running their ads 24-7, but they're only open, you know, eight to five and no answering service. So if you're running ads during the times your team can't answer the phone, it's another good way to waste money. When people call, they want a human being to answer the phone. If they call after hours and you don't have an answering service, then that user is more likely to go on to the next service company that they see in the search results or in the ads and, and call them, right? So those results are wasting you money. So if you're spending ads, money on ads during times that you're not open, then they're more than likely going to just call the next client which results in you wasting money, right? So on the left side menu in Google Ads, under your campaign is a schedule option that allows you to set up the days and times that your ads will run. So be sure to set those up so they align with the times that you can actually service customers and answer the phone, right? Mistake number nine, not adding audiences for your ads to target. So Google has a ton of information about people who use its platform, right? They have their search history, their action history, their purchase history, location history, and so on. So you can search for and include people who are actively in the market, audiences for your type of services, right? So you can search for and include the audience that your competitors are using also. And you can upload your existing customer into Google and let Google Ads find people with similar search and purchase history. To set them up, you click on Audiences from the left side menu in a campaign or ad group, then click on Edit Audience Segments, then select the ad group or campaign it will be for, and then search and browse for audiences that align with your ads. Now, note that in-market, quote-unquote, audiences, so in-market audiences are, of course, ideal because Google says these are people who are showing in current active search interest in that topic. So you want to go find all the in-market audiences that apply to that campaign, right? You can also go to Audience Manager and upload your customer list to target either similar audiences to the purchase habits, search habits of your customer list, or you can target your exact audience. Now, note that your ad account must be in good standing to be able to upload an audience to your customer list, and you must have a lifetime spend over $50,000, last I looked, before you can upload and use your customer lists. But doing so, once you get there, can be highly effective. Mistake number 10, not using ad extensions. So ad extensions are just what they sound. Little things that add to your ad show at the bottom of it. 
so and they can make your ads perform better with things like call buttons, links to your website, address information, images, and more, right? If you have a business location that is not your residence, then you can also get your ads to show up in Google Maps for searches that are local to your business location by adding a location extension, quote unquote, and connecting your Google Ads account to your Google Business Profile. Once you do that, your ads can not only show up above the map, but also within the map, right? And we've all seen an ad or two at the top of the map when searching for certain services. That's how they did it. Connecting your Google Maps account to your Google Ads account. So, I'm sorry, I call it your Google Maps account. They keep changing the name. So your Google Maps, formerly known as Google Business Profile, now known as your Google Business Profile, or formerly known as your Google My Business. Jeez, stumbling all over the place with that. Crazy. <laughs> Sorry about that. So your Google business profile connected to your Google ads, you can show up in the map. Okay. But only, again, if you have a business address that is showing in the map, not a residential address. You could have a residential showing in the map, but it will more than likely not qualify for your ads to show there. Okay. So these ad extensions are free to add to any ad campaign group or ad, and they can definitely increase your conversion performance. So you should always be using call extensions at least, so prospects can call you direct from the ad without visiting your site. You should also be using call tracking numbers, of course, so you know which ads those calls are coming from, right? And you should definitely be using image and site link extensions to increase your lead conversion rates, right? These have all shown to help. Okay, let's get into our bonuses. So bonus mistake number one is not testing at least two search ads and one call ad per ad group or campaign. So create different headlines. So you create two, at least two ads and plus a call ad. So two search ads and a call ad. Create in the two search ads, create different headlines, maybe different descriptions for each one. See which one is performing better over time. And then once there's a clear winner, then edit the heck out of the uh, poor performer and keep the test going, right? Try to achieve the absolute optimum conversion and click-through rate first and foremost, right? That's what you're measuring, the click-through rate performance of the ad. Now, once they click there and they get to your landing page, now it's the landing page's job and the headlines and the images and the buttons and the description on converting them. So now you can create two different landing pages also and test those for conversions, right? So you have one ad going to one landing page and the same exact type of ad going to a different one. And you test one different factor at a time, the headline, the button color, or the location of the button, maybe the image, description, the offer being made, etc. right? Which page is converting more clicks into leads? The numbers will tell you. Okay, bonus mistake number two is enabling automated recommendations. And it's hard, but this should be near the top also, because Google is always trying to get you to enable automated recommendations. And these are generally self-serving to help Google, not you, right? They want more of your money and uh, not so much for you. So definitely do not enable auto recommendations. It will cost you a fortune. 
if you did by accident, because Google, like I said, is constantly trying to, to uh, get you to do so in the dashboard, then go into your account, click on settings on the left side of the menu, then account settings underneath that, then over in the main screen, add suggestions, and then click on the checkbox for don't automatically apply add suggestions. Okay. You do not want those. They are self-serving to get more clicks for Google, not for you. Okay, you also need to go into each campaign and ad group at least weekly, preferably more often, and then click on recommendations in the left side, and then review, dismiss, or apply Google's never-ending supply of self-serving recommendations. Okay, most of these you will dismiss but review each very carefully to see if it would benefit you, okay? And this affects your quality score, your ad quality score, which in turn affects how much you're going to pay per click and whether or not you're showing up at the top of the page for that search term. So you want to regularly go into the recommendations and again, dismiss or apply them and get your quality score back up to 100% or as near as to that you can get. Right? When you're at 100%, you're paying the least amount for your clicks, and you're showing up at the top as much as possible. As that goes down, and it'll decrease daily because they're coming up with their recommendations regularly. So you got to get in there. You got to pay attention to your, the recommendations that Google is serving up, which leads us to our last bonus mistake number three, which is we see a lot. People will set up their ads and then leave and forget it. And you can't, you can't do that with Google Ads. It will cost you an absolute fortune and you'll be paying for stuff that is not converting into leads, right? So you have to constantly be reviewing your ad performance, the search terms that your ads are showing up for and adding many of them to your negative keyword list, the ones that do not provide best buyer intent for you. Others you'll add as search terms for your ads to show up for. And then, of course, you have to review, as we just said, the recommendations for each ad group or campaign. You check, so you keep your ads optimized. And then you check your ad spends, your daily budgets, your click-through rates, your average cost per click, your conversion rates, your average cost per conversion, right? Your impressions at the top of the page percentage. And you can adjust your columns so you can see which metrics you want to see, right? And then, of course, you're reviewing your keyword performance for each ad, ad group, and campaign, right? So you stay on top of it to make sure your ads are producing only the kind of leads you want and at the least cost as possible. All right. I hope that helps some of you. Thanks for sharing your time and attention with us today. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, subscribe to our podcast. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button to help the algorithm like us. Subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you get notified of future episodes. Feel free to share this episode on your social channels. Good luck out there and create a great day. Thanks for listening to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast. To power up your home service business, for show notes, visit battleplanmarketing slash podcast. If you enjoyed our show, please share it on social. Until next time.